Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And we have a very, very special guest with us. And her name is Summer Stive. And she is the LSU Women's Center Director. And we have a very, very important subject that we're going to be talking about on today. And if you guys remembered, I started this year off with this page. It's called The Other Side of Trauma. And on this page, we share stories of different type of traumas that we've gone through in our lives. And be it domestic violence, sexual assault, childhood molestation, anything that has traumatized you, we've created this space for you to come and be able to, you know, join in with others to share your story, story of survival. And so this is why this day is so important to me, because it re-emphasizes the importance of what we're doing. And this special guest with us today, she's gonna to talk to us about April being Sexual Assault Month and what LSU is doing to bring awareness to sexual assault. So we're gonna allow um, Ms. Stives to talk without inter inter interruption because it is so important that you hear what is going on and that you take it all in. And not only do we, we feel and we respect and we honor those who are going through, but we also want to be aware of what to look out for and what we need to do to help people heal and bring healness to people. So thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And so it's all yours, Ms. Summerstein. Thank you, Bridget. I really appreciate being here. You and I go way back in our time on working with Take Back the Night together in October, where we raise awareness and support survivors and remember those who have lost their lives to dating and domestic violence and sexual assault. So I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you this afternoon. Again, my name is Summer Stive. I'm the director of the Women's Center at LSU. And I want to talk a little bit about one of the major things that we have going on this month in April. So April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. It's celebrated internationally. It's a time to raise awareness about sexual violence and sexual trauma, show support for survivors, and really take individual account and accountability about how each and every one of us plays a role in both perpetuating what we call rape culture and what we can do to eradicate rape culture and to support survivors and make it so that sexual violence isn't the epidemic that we know it is today, where approximately one in four women will experience sexual violence across their, their lifetime. So if you know four people, which each and every one of us do, we all know survivors in, in some capacity. A couple of years ago, we started working with some of our partners on campus, namely the Lighthouse Program, which is a program at LSU that provides prevention, intervention, and postvention services for anyone who's been involved in power-based violence. So sexual trauma, dating and domestic violence, stalking, uh, roommate violence, even under that umbrella. And then our friends at the LSU Library. And 
we wanted to do something that would be an interactive, impactful representation and remembrance of April as Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, what we decided to do was host a exhibit that we are calling What I Wore. They're also known as What I Was Wearing exhibits. And what these exhibits are, it's an opportunity for survivors to share their story in a way that is important to them with information that they want others to know and do that by looking at the clothes someone was wearing when they were assaulted. We know that there are a lot of myths about sexual violence, that there's a lot of victim blaming that goes on. And some of that victim blaming is often around what someone was wearing. So were they wearing something that was deemed provocative? Were they doing something that someone thought put them at unnecessary risk and that they deserved what happened to them. So the what I was wearing exhibits are an opportunity for survivors to either um, share the actual clothes they were wearing when they were assaulted or to share clothes that are representational of what they were wearing when they were assaulted. So again, we had planned this exhibit back in 2020. We had done all of all of the work and we were in the process of collecting items for the exhibit. And of course, COVID-19 hit and like so many other things that were critically important, this exhibit got put on hold. And so it's just been now this year that we felt we were at a place in terms of safety where we could move forward with the exhibit. And so that's what we've done. So from April 4th to April 29th here on LSU's campus in two locations, we're going to host the What I Wore exhibit. So in the student union, we have an art gallery space and the union has been incredibly gracious to let us use that space for April. We will have the clothing and the stories from survivors that were donated to us. We'll also have some of the t-shirts that have been made over the past approximately 15 years at Take Back the Night events by survivors and family members and friends of those who've experienced sexual violence. And then we're gonna also have some opportunities for folks who go to the exhibit to engage and share ways that they're going to be better supporters of survivors. Some things that they're committing to doing in order to believe survivors, to support survivors, and to really think about the role that each of us plays in being accountable for perpetuating um, rape culture, for perpetuating the myths that lead to victim blaming and shaming and make it so hard for survivors to, to come forward and to get the help and support that they need. We're also going to have on the second floor landing of LSU libraries and exhibit. That's gonna be a little bit more educational and historical in nature. So it's going to have a timeline looking at what's the history of sexual violence. So we know it goes back thousands of years, even before it was called sexual violence or it was called rape. The, the practice has been around for probably since we were humans, right? Um, it's it's one of the, the ugly pieces of, of who we are, but that timeline is going to really trace some of the, the major things that happened historically. It's going to also look specifically at what are some things that have happened around LSU, and then what are some resources that folks can engage with 
we have one of the librarians that we're working with, Randa Morgan, she has pulled a selection of books that will be available. So folks can look at those books, they can check those out to learn more about um, sexual violence, its history, its prevention, its postvention, how we can support survivors, some of the legal ramifications from that as well. All of those or both of those events are open to the public, not just LSU community, but we invite everyone to come and to view those and spend some time really thinking about what those impacts look like, why it's important. We hope that survivors come, that they see themselves represented in the clothing items that, that we have, that they see solidarity, that they are not alone, um, that they are not responsible for being assaulted, that we know it doesn't matter what you were wearing or where you were, or what you were doing, but you know, it's not, it's not on you and it's not about you. It's about the person that perpetrated this violence on you. And so we hope that that's an empowering experience for survivors. We hope that it's an empathy building opportunity and exercise for folks who maybe aren't survivors or who had some beliefs that they really need to question and challenge and be better allies and be better supporters. Um, Whenever we started this project, it was before the USA Today articles came out about LSU's mishandling of sexual misconduct and sexual violence. It was before the Hush Blackwell report came out, but it's critically important because of those things that we engage in these conversations as an LSU community, as a larger Baton Rouge community, as a global community. Um, these incidents, what happened at LSU, it's, it's not isolated. We know that um, these acts of violence and inappropriate response were happening uh, across the spectrum at colleges and universities and in communities across the country, across the globe even. So an opportunity to heighten that awareness since we do now have an Office of Civil Rights and Title IX as a result of the findings of the Hush Blackwell Report, they are also one of the co-sponsors now of the, um, of the event. So we hope that folks come out, uh, support this event, show their support for survivors, and make some commitments about what they're going to do individually to address sexual violence within our community as part of April, as part of Sexual Assault Awareness Month, but then beyond that as well. Well, Summer, you know, my experience <clears throat> with uh, Take Back the Night in LSU has um, always been a very, very good experience because I find that the Women's Center um, at LSU is at the forefront of bringing awareness to domestic violence as well as sexual assault violence. And every Take Back the Night I've gone to since 2013, when I got started in this, it's been absolutely amazing. And if anyone, you know, this year, it's held in October. Um, if you guys are here in Baton Rouge, please search out and seek the date for Take Back the Night because the experience is something that you will never ever forget because you have so many people that's there who've gone through sexual assault as well as domestic violence, but then you also have so many people there to support. And that has really, really been a instrumental factor in my continuing to push 
for awareness for domestic violence and sexual assault victims. And so, yes, Summer LSU Women's Center is at the forefront of standing up for those who can't stand for themselves or speak for themselves. Can you give us some more information about what you guys do at the LSU Women's Center? Absolutely. Um, I appreciate that opportunity. And again, have appreciated working um, with you in terms of, of Take Back the Night and other events and appreciate what you're doing in the community to, to raise awareness and to keep these issues in the forefront. These are not pretty issues, right? They're not things that we like to talk about. There's so much shame and stigma and blame around them. So as much as we can destigmatize, as much as we can keep these conversations part of what's happening within our community, I think that's one of the ways that we may, may finally get to see some, some change with that. Here at the Women's Center, we serve primarily our students, faculty, and staff at LSU, but we also serve the larger community. So we provide resource and referral is a big part of what we do. So if you visit our space, we have got flyers and brochures and cards from community organizations. We have resource information about a whole range and spectrum of issues that may impact folks because they're because they're women or their gender identity or um, things along that line. Health information, empowerment information, um, violence prevention information. So we have a, a large resource library here. We also maintain an online resource guide hasn't been updated as recently as we'd like. We're in the process of changing website platforms at LSU. And so once that platform transferal is complete, one of the things that we'll be doing is getting that resource guide updated, but it's a good starting point. And then a lot of times we field calls. A lot of times somebody will call our number, they've researched women or they've Googled women or women's health and we'll get calls, somebody saying, I need this, I need this resource, um, can you help me? And so part of what we do is maintain a strong connection and network within the community. So whenever we get those requests, we can make that connection for someone. In addition to that, we do programs uh, and initiatives around issues impacting women. So right before we're doing this, at, uh, a little earlier today, we were asked to assist with a panel for Women's History Month looking at what are some of the challenges and obstacles faced by women as they're beginning their careers. And so how can we support our women students as they move toward graduation, as they move toward professionalism and breaking into two careers? We have initiatives like our period project initiative where we provide free emergency hygiene supplies across campus. Here at the center, we provide free um, safer sex supplies, so condoms and dental dams and internal condoms and so those types of things so students can make um, safe informed choices about their body and how they engage with other folks and so that's a big part of what we do for the end of the month for Women's History Month we're going to be doing uh, our campus community of breakfast where we're going to have networking and exploring the theme of break the bias so a lot of that and then 
kind of the other piece and component of that is being an expert. So being able to provide expertise and knowledge and insight around issues impacting women across the scope of what those issues may look like. So certainly as we move into Sexual Assault Awareness Month in April, a lot of what we'll be called on to do is to, to look specifically at that issue. But this past month, with it being Women's History Month, we've looked and provided a lot of information and expertise and guidance on what are some of the historical things that have been accomplishments and achievements for women? What are some gaps that still exist? Who are some women that we can really champion and highlight because they're breaking barriers and they're doing amazing things and they're empowering and uplifting other women? So that's kind of a, an overview and a sample of what we do. We do a lot of our work in collaboration. We know that we may call things women's issues, but they're really everyone's issues. And so there's no issue really that, that you can think of or that I can think of that doesn't impact all of us. So whenever we talk about women's issues, we're really talking about issues that impact everyone. Um, so we want to, there's not a whole lot of times somebody comes to us and says, hey, we want to do this or we're interested in that. Um, and we can't make that connection to our mission. And so um, encourage folks to check us out on social media. We share a lot of good information there. We share information about things that we have going on. Many of those things are open to the entire community and connect with us. Uh, if you have an idea, reach out and you know there may be a, an opportunity for collaboration. Well, we really appreciate you being with us, Ms. Summer Stive and LSU. We just love you all. Uh, go Tigers. <laughs> but thank you again for being with us. And again, let's uh, repeat the dates and also where uh, the exhibit is. Yes, thank you for that. So the What I Wore exhibit will be open from April 4th to April 29th. We have two locations. One is at the gallery at the LSU Student Union. It's on the main floor, which is actually the second floor across from the food court area in our student union. And then on the second floor landing of LSU's main library. Um, and that will be, again, April 4th through 29th. And everyone is invited to visit and to partake in those exhibits. Thank you so much. And we really appreciate you being with us on Morning Soul Shine with Bridget. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.